We the people. We the people. Congress shall make no law. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. This is Bullet Points on Vinyl Draft Radio. And now, your host, Tony Ashcraft. Hey, welcome to Bullet Point Second Amendment Talk and more. Coming to you live from the Associated Credit Union of Texas Studios here at Vinyl Draft Radio. Hey, welcome to it. Happy Second Amendment Tuesday to you. we got a great show for you. You guys are going to be glad you joined us today. Um, we got a lot to talk about. Um, we'll talk a little bit about, uh, on the firing line, the uh, new TAC-13 from Remington. We're going to talk about the... Uh, the, the love affair and the hate affair that I have with that, if that's a thing. Uh, and uh, we're going to talk about how much the city of Los Angeles loves the NRA. And uh, also some ass clownery at the uh, local gun range, what to do and what not to do. But before we get to that, I've got some special guests in the studio with me today. And uh, first off, let me introduce Rod Gates from The Gun Cleaners. Rod, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having us on again. And, and Mr. Nick Sterling. How y'all doing? Now, see, Nick is not from the Gun Cleaners. Nick is a uh, musician and also uh, uh, served in the Armed Forces, served in the Army. So, Nick, we appreciate that, man. Personal thanks. And uh, I know all our listeners appreciate uh, Absolutely. doing that, too. My pleasure. Um, Nick is actually um, is going to perform for us a little bit later in the show. Mm-hmm. So you guys stick around for that. And we're really looking forward to that. Uh, as a reminder, you watching us on YouTube Live, we appreciate it. And uh, like and subscribe, you can catch up and keep up. And speaking of keeping up, uh, Vinyl Draft Radio has their own app now. So you can, uh, I don't think it's available for iOS just yet. Uh, we submitted it to Apple, but for whatever reason, they have not, not released it yet. But it is available for Android. So download the Vinyl Draft Radio app. So you can get Vinyl Draft Radio that you're listening to now. Also, Vinyl Draft Country is a new station that we've got. So it's, it's good country music. It's not, you know, like super modern country music. There's a little bit of a mix in there, but it's a good, good station. Also, Vinyl Draft Texas is all Texas artists, a very unique take on radio. All Texas artists, really good stuff. And in the not-too-distant future, Vinyl Draft Classic. It'll be classic rock and roll. So uh, you can switch between those stations. Also, uh, archived episodes of uh, Bullet Points, as well as all our other original programming here at Vinyl Draft Radio. So that's the Vinyl Draft app. Also, VinylDraftRadio.com, VinylDraftRadio.com. You can stream us anytime, 24-7, Vinyl Draft Radio. All right, let's jump to the firing line. Now, uh, you guys are familiar with the uh, with the TAC-14 uh, from Remington and the Shockwave, which is Mossberg's version. So it's a 14-inch, it's a 14-inch, it's a firearm. It's not a shotgun, although it, it shoots 12-gauge ammunition. But a uh, 14-inch uh, pump deal, kind of a, you know, I would term it as a novelty thing. And, and I'll speak a little bit more on that in just a minute. But uh, recently, Moss, or not Mossberg, uh, I'm sorry, Remington, came out with the Remington TAC-13 instead of the TAC-14. So this is a 13-inch, but same kind of configuration, you know, bird's head grip, 13-inch barrel, classified as a firearm, which means no NFA. It's an over-the-counter type deal, but it's semi-automatic. So, you know, using I've shot the Shockwave and the TAC-14, both of them, and i got to say, I've talked about them on the show before, and uh, when they first came out, I thought, you know what, that's really cool. That's really cool. I can't wait to shoot one of those. And I shot one, and I thought, well, okay, it's still kind of cool. Um, but what do you really, what do you really do with it? So where I'm going with this is, 
Okay, we had a we had a pump version, and now we have a semi-automatic version, which I guarantee you, everybody that shot the pump would be, oh, this would be badass and semi-automatic. And uh, I have yet to shoot the TAC-13. I don't know that I ever will. Um, and and I'm a you know I'm a big gun guy. I like guns, and I'll buy guns that let's be honest, don't have a whole lot of practicality to it. You know, some of us buy for, you know, because we like concealed carry or we competitively shoot or we long range shoot or we hunt. And all of those guns that we buy, the things that we select are driven towards that purpose. But, you know, in a case like the TAC-14, I don't know where its home is. And I include, and I'm just picking on the TAC-14 and the TAC-13 and the Shockwave, um, but sort of all those guns as a group because, uh, to me, and again, I'll use the word novelty. Is um, is they just? I, you know, I don't know who who uses that for for what purpose other than just a fun range gun. And Rod, you were in law enforcement for a long time. I mean, you know, if you were if you were still on the streets, if you were still running around, is that something you'd want at your side? I mean, do you see a a, a practical <clears throat> application for it? Well, heck, no. I don't see any reason I'd ever have something like that, or would have wanted to have that at all. Yeah, I was a eight seventy guy. That's mm-hmm. what we had. That's the tried and true. And then we eventually switched to patrol rifles, and yeah, I no. just don't see a reason for that ever. Yeah, you can't. You know, on paper it looks kind of cool because again, fourteen inch barrel. I forget what the overall length is, but it's about. I won't say it's twenty four inches. It's small. It's little. It's compact. So you think, man, this holds. You know, this is twelve gauge. It's semi-automatic or it's pump, you know, the pump configuration, TAC-14, TAC-13, whichever one you choose. It's 12-gauge. It's got a lot of power. It's got a lot of pop. It's small. It's compact. I can maneuver it quick. And all that's true. Um, Where I think the shortcoming is you you can't shoulder it. And Remington, you know, goes a step further. They actually tout it as a personal defense weapon. (laughs) And and I just – I don't. Again, if you know, if if Remington comes out and they say, "Hey, look, you know, we got the semi-automatic shotgun and it doesn't require an NFA and it's short and it's cool and you can go out and blow up pumpkins and watermelons and stuff with it," okay, yeah, that's true, that's true. But to to tout it as a personal defense weapon, Nick, you know, you had service in the military. Mm-hmm. I mean, where, you know, do you see a place for this anywhere? I mean, any practical use? Uh, we could have used it in the barracks. <laughs> I mean, we would have found something to do with it. <laughs> yeah, but you know, uh, well, yeah. that's, that's true. Well, I could find plenty to do with it, but yeah. I, you know, but from a, a you know, like Rod was saying, from a from a, a, a from a practical application point. Yeah. So, so the sticking point I have with it is uh, is is a couple. Uh, one to market it to sort of tout it as a personal defense weapon, I think, is a little disingenuous because. I mean, with that bird's head grip, you can't change it to a pistol grip because that changes the configuration. It's no longer a firearm. It's a short barrel shotgun. So you violate mm-hmm. the rules of the NFA there. So you're asking for trouble. So you can't do that. You can't put a shoulder stock on it. So you can't put it up on your shoulder. I mean, it has to be shot down low on the hip, mm-hmm. which really makes it difficult to aim. Um, well, have you ever, how many people that maybe don't know what we're talking about, have you ever shot a sawed off shotgun? It's what it is. They're not. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. nothing good about them. No, there's there's really not. Um, I, but, yeah, you're right. I mean, a, a short-barreled shotgun that you can put on your shoulder, you know, at least you can get you know, a little bit of general direction with those. But if you've got something down on your hip below your waistline, you might be looking at your target, but your shotgun may not be, you know, 
off. I mean, yeah, it, it's light, it's maneuverable, it looks cool, it's kind of menacing looking, but yeah, again, from a practical application standpoint, uh, I'm going to give it the old thumbs down. And what really makes me hate it just a little bit more is the fact that this damn thing is 930 bucks. $930. That's American money, boys and girls. 930 bucks. So um, you can't take the fun factor away from it because it is a cool range toy. I mean, I own a, a, uh, I own a Black Aces DTRS. I own a Foztech Origin 12. And those are very expensive, very unpractical, impractical shotguns. But I like them both. But I wouldn't carry either one, I don't think, as a, as a defensive weapon. You know, I just wouldn't. Those wouldn't be my my go to weapon. Uh, I just think that's a uh, that's that's the wrong choice to make. Um, now, you know, guys that just are are hardcore gun guys and you know enthusiasts, collectors that just want something ridiculous for the sake of the sake of it being ridiculous. I mean, this fits that category, but the nine hundred thirty dollar price tag, the value is is just not there. But to that point, uh, Black Aces Tactical, if you guys aren't familiar with Black Aces Tactical, uh, check them out um, because they, they were sort of the ones that, that kind of spearheaded this whole firearm classification thing. They were the first big company to really jump through the hoops uh, of NFA, the NFA technology branch and really make the leap and really get these Firearms, shotguns were classified as, or 12 gauge classified as firearms, really get those to market and really do a good job at it. And they're, they're still at it. Now they have a, they call it a semi auto shockwave, non NFA, ships in November. Um, I actually talked to them on the phone just before airtime. Uh, and the price on that one, 449 bucks. That's retail, it's MSRP. Mm. So, you know, street price is going to be probably down in the 399 ish mm-hmm. range. So, 399 to 429, uh, you know, street price. If I'm a gun enthusiast, yeah, I'm 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 probably buying it. And that's not much more than the pump version. It's really not. You know, that's mm-hmm. a price that you can buy a gun just to screw around the range with your friends. Right. That that is exactly exactly right. Exactly right. So, um, yeah, do you do you jump out and, and go buy the nine hundred thirty dollars Remington or, <laughs> or wait less than a month on the on the uh, on the Black Aces? I tell you what, man. If you guys honestly, if you haven't checked out Black Aces Tactical, do it because they got some they got some shotguns that everybody wants but nobody needs. <laughs> Again, mm-hmm. most of them serve no practical purpose at all, but but they've got the uh, they've got the pricing structure down uh, just right. Okay, so uh, the city of Los Angeles. Recently, I think it was last Wednesday, city council unanimously passed a decision that was ten nothing to uh, require those contractors doing contractors doing business with the city to disclose if they are currently NRA members or they've ever contributed to the NRA or have ever been an NRA member. Um, <laughs> Ron's laughing and uh, Ron's laughing because it's funny. Uh, it's ridiculous. I don't understand why why that would matter. I mean, what it's other California? Yeah, it's California. I guess that's why it does matter. <laughs> I mean, honestly, Rod, can you can you? Where do these people even start? I I, I don't. My understand. question is, is that a a determining factor if you get a contract with the city? You know, they say it's not. They say that it doesn't determine it. But if it doesn't, if it has no. Why even ask? Why exactly? Exactly. The, the genius of the national treasure, Nick, has spoken. <laughs> if if you if you don't, um, yeah. If there's no there's no weight of determination whether you get the contract or not, then 
Why bother to ask well, the I'm, question? I'm no attorney, but I would sure think that if somebody says that and they lose a big contract and they find out that's the reason, there could be a real nasty lawsuit, I would imagine. Uh, you know it's coming. Yeah, I would be curious to see, say, um, you know, of course, they just recently passed it, so we can't really get a snapshot of there's no data points to really, mm-hmm. to really fall at this point. But I would like to see in the next, um, you know, say three years out, let's look from this point in time to three years out. And let's go back and see how many people, what percentage of people that were NRA members or contributed or, you know, former passport, whatever, actually got those contracts versus the ones that didn't. Um, I'm sure that percentage is going to be small. And I'm sure that the, you know, the, the whoever folks over in California are going to say, well, there's just not that many NRA members in California, to which I would say sure. BS because yeah. people in California like guns just as much as the rest of us, but it's the people that they keep putting in office that uh, mm-hmm. that make it difficult for regular folks to uh, responsibly own firearms. So, yeah, California. And is it a required for them to actually answer the question, or is it one of those optionals at the end, you can or can't answer, just like answering? No, from my understanding, it is it is a requisite. You, really? it is It is a requisite disclosure mm. if you're going to do business with the city of Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. What, well, California, you know, everything that every law that you've put into place, you know, uh, sanctuary cities and all that stuff, that's all working out great for you. It's all working out great. <laughs> you guys are like $18 billion in the hole. Uh, your governor's nuts. You're about to elect Gavin Newsom governor. I mean, just <laughs> keep at it. Just keep at it because it's all well, they working. They hit a home run. They hit a home run every time they do anything. Yeah, they do. So um, they, we should. They, they are the shining example um, on the hill for the rest <laughs> of us unenlightened folks in the other, the other 48 states hanging out down here. And I said 48 because I'm not counting Alaska. But anyway, uh, so I got one more <laughs> thing. Uh, recently. At a local gun range here in town, and that gun range is Top Gun. They've been around for a while. They're a good solid, good solid spot. Uh, they do really well. They haven't had any haven't had any issues, no complaints. I mean, it's a it's a great place to go shoot. Um, there were a couple of knucklehead dudes in there that decided to take selfies on the range, and one guy took his gun and pointed it at another guy, uh, his buddy that was with him. They're in the same lane, and uh, to do a selfie. <sighs> Fortunately, the range officer came over and, and sort of, you know, intercepted their uh, stupidity. So nobody got hurt. But damn, man, come on. And I think it's my understanding that those dudes got banned from uh, from for uh, life. Yeah, for life, which they deserve to have their guns taken away and banned mm-hmm. for life. Those those guys are idiots, man. Uh, somebody's mama didn't raise them right. That's for damn sure. <laughs> that is just massive stupidity there. So, boys and girls, if you're listening at home, yeah, don't do that shit. Just don't. But it's uh, the Instagram generation. You have to have a good picture. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I guess so. I did not know that was in town. Yeah. <laughs> that makes it a little more funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really, really. All right, hey, we got to take a break. Uh, Rod Gates and the National Treasure, Nick Sterling. On the other side of the break, bullet points on Vinyl Draft Radio. Stay with us. This is Bullet Points. On Vinyl Draft Radio. What would you like from your bank or credit union? How about a mobile app that makes banking simple? How about free online banking and mobile bill pay? How about loan decisions made locally? How about 15 convenient locations? Associated Credit Union of Texas has all of these and more. Sounds like you should get associated. ACU of Texas, federally insured by the NCUA. For more info, visit acutx.org. Good people of Texas, cast aside the everyday and come as thou art not to the Texas Renaissance Festival. Feast and frolic amongst nobility, barbarians, and magical creatures. 
Create your own fantasy with clothing, jewelry, and more from hundreds of one-of-a-kind shops. The Texas Renaissance Festival. Nine weekends of feasting and merriment starting September 29th. Get your tickets now at texrenfest.com. Huzzah! Chuck Sports Bar and Memorabilia in Leaf City is exactly what you picture a hometown bar to be. Watch the game with friends, great food, great drinks, and a friendly staff. Chuck's is also the home of celebrity bartender nights, open mic nights with Robert Del Toro, karaoke nights, and more. Chuck's is located at 601 East Main in Old League City, Tuesday through Thursday from 4 to 11 p.m. and Friday and Saturday from 4 to 1 a.m. Call 832-632-1325 or find them on Facebook, Chuck's Sports Bar, League City. Bold, informative, and thankful for the Second Amendment. This is Bullet Points on Vinyl Draft Radio. Hey, welcome back to Bullet Point. Second Amendment talking more on Vinyl Draft Radio. Rod Gates and Nick Sterling live and nationwide in the studio with me today. Hey, we're talking a little bit about, um, you know, range safety. And I mentioned the, uh, the deal at Top End Range, you know, ahead of the break. And uh, one thing that I did not mention because we were kind of squeezed on time a little bit. But um, you know, like I said, these two knucklehead dudes were, were doing the selfie thing there, which is, God, man, just a big no-no. Just a big freaking no-no. I mean, yeah, they ought to know better than that. But, again, fortunately, the, the range officer came over and intervened. Now, Rod, I don't know if you've seen the video or not, but you yeah. and I were – yeah. So so we were talking. So the range officer and, – and, you know, I want to be clear. When these things happen, you know, I, I always comment on them, and we all can kind of comment and draw our conclusion. But we weren't there. We don't know the conversation. We don't really know the context. And to be fair – the range officer, I don't know his background. I mean, I don't know if he is a glorified hall monitor there at the range or if, you know, he's a former Navy SEAL. I have no idea. So I have no idea what the, what the guy's background is. So I don't want to take anything away from him. But uh, what I will say is that uh, he you know, he had a little physical contact uh, with the guys there. Not a, didn't rough him up, but I think he put his hand you know, up on the guy's shoulder to, to sort of, I don't know if he's trying to control him or just trying to get his attention because, it, you know, it's loud in there or what the case was. But, uh, you know, just as a as a Monday morning quarterback observation thing, uh, you know, if there are loaded guns in play, I don't think the last thing you want mm-hmm. to do is, is kind of surprise somebody or, or, or bump into them mm-hmm. or to cause because to me that accelerates the potential for, you know. But didn't he put the other hand on the gun? Didn't he reach up and grab with the other I, hand, grab the gun? I, yeah, too? I think he went, you know, one hand kind of the back of the neck, and he took the other hand and, and kind of moved the gun down a little bit, um, mm-hmm. you know, to get it away from the guy, which, you know, I, I don't know what, you know, of course, you know, you haven't been in law enforcement, you'd know better than I would, but I don't know, you know, what, what would you do if you were there? You'd want to try to stop it. So, um, but, you know, bottom line is, uh, you know, these guys, nobody got hurt, and it's just, uh, it's just ass clownery, man. That that that, that stuff. Well, I'm sure for the range officer that was an old crap moment moment too. Oh, absolutely. You look over and all of a sudden one guy's pointing a gun at another guy. Yeah, yeah. Because you, yeah. Because again, we weren't there. We don't know the context of it. So if if I'm sort of watching people shooting and I see somebody with a gun at someone else's, you know, head, you don't know. Selfie is probably not the first thing I'm thinking. I'm thinking, oh shit, you know what? He's probably yeah. lucky he didn't get shot. Yeah, yeah. This this thing could have went. Could have went way bad. Could have south real quick. Yeah, it could have went way bad real fast. So, so thank goodness it didn't. Um, hey, uh, 
We gotta we gotta talk a little bit about the gun cleaners, and that's uh, that's that's Rod's spot. So I'm gonna let him tell you about uh, about what we do. But I want to say that um, uh, you know we're gonna we've got some we got some bourbon in here. We're gonna sip some bourbon here in a little bit, <laughs> and this is America bourbon right there, America bourbon. And uh, these guys were kind enough to to bring us a bottle, and we may not drink the whole thing, but. Who knows? Who knows? But uh, it, it's good stuff. We're going to talk a little bit more about it as we go along. But uh, I want to make sure I let you guys know that uh, that uh, America Bourbon is in the house. And they are uh, they were kind enough to send us a bottle over, so we appreciate that very much. Rod, the gun cleaners, um, you guys got how many locations? <clears throat> and currently we have seven locations. Damn, and Rod is never Rod is never ready. You want to try to get, and, we'll just edit yeah, that out? Exactly. <laughs> Well, I just got to sting my throat today. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we have seven stores in three lo- in three states, three of them in the Houston area, one in Waco, one in Dallas, one in Johnstown, Ohio, and another in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Well, a little bit everywhere. You guys are all over the place. And currently looking at a few other locations right now where we're talking, trying to get some people are interested in doing a couple more stores. That's good. So I think when people hear the gun cleaners, you know, immediately. People think, well, I'll just clean my own guns. But um, I've had this conversation with people before. You know, I had my shop. I had an ultrasonic cleaner, and people would bring in guns that were clean, you know, that we would do, you know, a disassembly thing. on. So, you know, sometimes it would be we'd change grips or whatever, and we'd take it apart. And, I mean, anything that you put in, a, in an ultrasonic-type cleaner, you're going to get stuff out of it you had no idea was in there. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think that's really where, where, it, uh, where it comes into play. So the gun cleaners, if somebody brings in a gun, I mean, how does that, how does that help the customer? So if I'm the customer and I've got a gun and I think, yeah, I don't want this gun's pretty clean. I always clean this gun after I go shoot. And I bring it to you. Tell me what you're going to do. Well, first of all, we'll take the gun in. We log it in, do our thing, take it in the back room. We First, we... Um, of course, safety, make sure it's not loaded and all. But we strip the gun down, take all, depending on what kind of firearm it is, take lights, lasers, scopes, anything like that off. All wood furniture comes off. Everything else, any kind of metal, any kind of synthetic stocks, <clears throat> can all go into the ultrasonic tank. We put it in there from anywhere to three to five minutes. It, and that pretty much just powers away. If you understand what ultrasonics is, you're pushing a sound wave through a solvent medium mm-hmm. causes cavitates causes small bubbles they crash in along with the solvent which we have our own proprietary solvent which is very good that takes most everything off pull it out quick brush with nylon brush gets the rest of the stuff off rinse off the solvent dry the gun out and then we put it through a second ultrasonic tank with lube in it which again is our proprietary lube it's called the lube and it can be bought at any gun cleaner store it is probably the best stuff on the market Maybe I'm a little bit biased there, but <laughs> no, you know what? I've actually used that. You dropped some off. You gave me yeah, some the last time you guys were on here, and uh, I used it. And it, it, uh, no, you're no kidding. It's good stuff. It really is good stuff. Well, it's what we like about it is it's engineered to stand the gun longer. It's heavier than water, therefore it displaces any kind of moisture on your firearm. Whether it's your everyday carry, we sweat on everything right. else. And it's important to keep that away from your metal. Absolutely. Especially human sweat. We perspire some nasty stuff out of our bodies. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> That's for sure. And then it's also got nanotechnology, our lube does. So it's small enough. It's very nano. It gets into the pore, especially with the ultrasonic. It really drives it in there. Mm-hmm. So plus the other thing we really like about it and the way it's produced is it's got a low VLC, VOC, the volatile content. So it doesn't evaporate as fast as a petroleum-based product because ours is not petroleum-based. 
it's a true synthetic firearm lubricant. Well, and that's uh, that's kind of unusual in the in the firearm lubricant and the, market. And the thing we tell people, I tell a lot of people, you know, take the lube you're using right now. If you're listening right now and you got your lube, whatever it is, go get a glass of water and pour it in the water. If it floats on the top of the water, it's not protecting your gun. Ours will sink to the bottom and stay there because it's heavier than water. Well, that's, mm. the, that's the true test right there. So when you're cleaning, I mean, I think that um, uh, I think people think that they only clean off kind of what they can see. And that's kind of a general common sense <coughs> thing. You know, if you go shoot, you've got some powder buildup. You know, you've got just some particulate matter that, that sort of sticks on the gun, depending on the environment that you're shooting in. You know, because we've got... In order to keep them lubricated, you necessarily have to keep them wet, and it's kind of a double-edged sword because that that wet surface makes dust and dirt and stuff kind of stick to it. So you're trying to help, but you you know you're you're actually sort of creating an inherent problem too. But you know, part of being able to uh, for a gun to function properly and stay accurate and uh, is is getting that old lubricant off of there, getting all the old buildup of oils and, and whatnot over time. Uh, because I think the majority of people, uh, and myself included, that clean a gun at home, there's really no good way to do that. Um, you can't really do that at your house. I mean, yeah, you could you can buy some cleaner and they you know they make the big giant aerosol cans and it comes out like a fire extinguisher and that but it it's sloppy it's all over the place it doesn't and you'll spend hours doing it right you'll spend hours and you're gonna make a big mess and that stuff is expensive i mean you buy that stuff it's like nine ten eleven dollars a can some of that stuff is it's crazy um and you're gonna spend a lot of time you're gonna make a big mess and honestly you're not nearly gonna get it nearly as clean as you would through the ultrasonic process. I mean, nothing oh, beats yeah. the ultrasonic process. Like I said, we had an ultrasonic cleaner at our shop, a smaller one, nothing on the scale that the gun cleaners has. But, you know, we would put, I, I would disassemble bolt carrier groups from AR-15s typically because they get they get a lot of crap mm-hmm. in them. And, and it doesn't matter. You can you can wipe one down to your blue in the face. You can spray it with all kinds of stuff. You put it in the ultrasonic cleaner and pull it out of there, man, when that thing is over, there's all kinds of crap in the bottom of there, that stuff that's come off of it. Well, you have to you see just, the bottom of our tanks when I change out our tanks. Yeah, There'll you. be sludge in there half an inch thick of all the stuff. People will be surprised how much stuff comes off of a gun. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really amazing. And I think the other important thing, too, is, uh, you know, we the, once you clean all that stuff, you don't really realize how much crap builds up on a gun until you've stripped it down and taken it all off that a gun feels different it's just it's the i I can only describe it as a a naked feeling but a gun that's been really cleaned prior to being you know re-lubed again properly um it just feels like and the neat thing about it too about our process with our solvent the way we do things when you pull a gun out of our solvent tank we wash it off all this get all the solvent removed from it we dry the gun out completely that metal is now bare. Mm-hmm. There's nothing on it. You can even touch it with your fingerprint. Sometimes your oils will leave a fingerprint on it. The neat thing about that, we drive the metal out so bad now, though, then when we put it in the ultrasonic lube tank, it sucks all that lube into the metal. So it holds in there for a long time. Yeah. So your next few times after you shoot, especially our shotgun shooters that come to us, they really like it because for the next several times they have it out, it's an easy cleanup. They just wipe and it comes right off because yeah, it doesn't awesome. get past the lube. Right, and that's that's important. Um, you know, uh, I'm actually doing a. Speaking of, that, I, I guess I'm a, that that brings up a good point. I'm, we only got a couple of minutes here, but I'm going to wait till the other side of the break. But I want to ask you something. I'm, I don't know if you've been following my mechanic versus Glock uh, long term six thousand round test. I'm a mechanic guy, so 
That's right. You are a Canic guy. <laughs> What's your opinion? Just since we touched on that, what do you? What do you I carry think? a Glock every day, but I have a Canic. I just carry the Glock because it's smaller, the 19, than the Mechanic TP9. I have the old TP9SA. Okay. When they first came out years ago when they were starting to. I'm not saying I was jumped on it quick, but I did. I thought they were pretty cool. Yeah. I love Mechanic. I've shot several thousand rounds through mine, and I've never had a problem with it. I'm up to um, I'm up to close to 3,000 rounds on this F- SFX now, and uh, I'm kind of running it in tandem with a, uh, with a Glock. And the Glock was a little bit more used than the than the Canic was, but my idea was to sort of mirror the two, put the same number of rounds, um, you know, same range, same condition, and try all kinds of different ammo. Uh, you know, reloaded ammo online, top shelf ammo, mm-hmm. you know, Winchester white box, whatever they've got at the range, whatever, just run a bunch of different ammo through it. And I haven't been particularly uh, diligent about cleaning it, but I do that on purpose because I think you know a lot of guys that'll go to the range. They they go and shoot, and you know they they they're dragging home and they get the guns in the bag and whatever. Oh, shit, I'll, I'll do this Saturday, <laughs> you know, and, and that turns into a month and they they don't get around to it. But something uh, something kind of interesting uh, happened a few uh, a few weeks ago, a few weeks out. But uh, hey, we got to take a break here. Bullet points, Second Amendment talk, and more on Vinyl Draft Radio. Stay with us. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. This is Bullet Points on Vinyl Draft Radio. The light beer you've been waiting for has arrived. Corona Premier is a superior light lager brewed to be easy drinking with a taste that's undeniably Corona. Premier is an exceptional light beer, perfect for taking a moment to look around and appreciate all that you've accomplished so far. Lower carbs... Lower calories, higher expectations. Corona Premier, enjoy the view. Drink responsibly. Corona Premier, imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. My lady, today I banish boredom. You're king of the Texas Renaissance Festival. Do whatever you like. Then I'd like to decree a different theme every weekend. With characters and costumes? Decreed. And what about frivolity for families during the day? And more frivolity in the campground at night? (laughs) Decreed. Decreed indeed. The Texas Renaissance Festival, nine themed weekends starting September 29th. Tickets at TexRenFest.com. Decreed. Hey, it's Adam Smasher, and ClearLakeToday.com is where I go to find restaurants, events, entertainment, services, and more in the Clear Lake and Bay Area. If you're looking to find a certain business in the Clear Lake area, you need to check ClearLakeToday.com. Now, if you are a business in the Clear Lake and Bay Area, make sure your business info is on ClearLakeToday.com. To advertise your business, contact Doug Meisinger by emailing Doug at ClearLakeToday.com. I wasn't about to miss this. We're glad that you stuck around, too. This is Bullet Points on Vinyl Draft Radio. And now, your host, Tony Ashcraft. Hey, we're back. Bullet Point. Second Amendment talking more here on Vinyl Draft Radio. Rod Gates and Nick Sterling in the house with us, along with America Bourbon. We just cracked open the bottle. And, uh, guys, let's raise a glass here. Um, you know, to all of us, to all of you out there, everybody listening, everybody, everybody serving, everybody that has served, all of our, uh, all of our first responders, all of our families, um, we can raise a glass to you. And uh, thanks, everybody. Cheers. 
Yes, sir. It is very smooth. That is good. That is good. I know you're talking about stuff our bodies <coughs> puts out through our pores. I think mine's straight whiskey most of the time, so <laughs> that can't be good for my gun. Um, yeah. You got any, <laughs> get any bourbon repellent for Nixon? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we've... We've drank a little bit of it. Yeah. <laughs> Just you recycle it and got a still set up back there? Well, that's music. That's good. for. That's what we do on the road, which I know we were just talking about the uh, that shotgun maybe uses a breaching weapon. I know they say it's a defensive weapon, yeah. but now I'm thinking, because I carry a shotgun on the road, just, we get our trailer stolen all the time. And musicians yeah. are easy targets because we carry $20,000 worth of stuff in a trailer. Easy to take. I figure we have one of those around. That might scare off some meth heads. Fit right in your backpack. That's defensive. <laughs> it might, yeah, that's defensive. Um, you know, I mean, I guess it could be a, a, a breech gun, but I think, you know, with a breech weapon, and Rod, you can speak to this, you know, you got to have that. It doesn't have a breecher tip on it. No. Yeah. Uh, so well, you may may want to do that. Uh, but, you know, if you're going to breach, um, I mean, you got to get it right up on there. You got to yeah. get it right up on where the hinge is or where the lock is. You know, you got to have something to knock down. Mm-hmm. With that thing, the way that that bird's head grip is on there, I mean, I guess my thought process is that you're going to have to have a pretty stout round in there in order to be effective as a breacher tool, you know, as a, or as a, a load in a in a shotgun that's going to be used to breach. Um, when you get up there and you got all that force, you don't really have – the luxury of well, a you're just going to use a frangible slug, yeah. You know, anyway. So, I the only thing I think when Nick mentioned that in the break, I think I think it would be from having some experience on a SWAT team is just how small it is, because that's the problem. You can only carry so much stuff with you, mm-hmm. and and civilian SWAT teams we try not to get like the military does and carry four hundred pounds of weight of crap on you, right? <laughs> you know, like they yeah. do. So yeah, I mean it. it I can see it in some very specialized roles. I just can't. Yeah, it's just not very. It's just not a very broad application for mm-hmm. me. And that's that. And th- that yeah, that nine hundred thirty bucks out of my wallet's really kind of a, kind of a, <laughs> kind of a no. Uh, mm-hmm. I have to yeah. say again, you know, the Black Aces Tactical, their their version of it, four hundred forty nine dollars at half the price, less right. than half the price, and you know. I don't I mean, see any military or police departments investing in a thousand dollar version of a breech gun either. Yeah, to, they, I don't see them trying to go no, get any of that. They just they just wouldn't. They'd stick with the eight seventy and mm-hmm. and you know. And it's an old crappy eight seventy too. Yeah, and they it's still beat work. up. It's right. You know, so. Yeah, the those of the stocks are all beat up. I mean, yeah. that's that's what we used to breach. I mean, but half the time didn't want to go down anyway. Ended up using the butt to knock it down anyway. So <laughs> you want to make sure time. it's sturdy. That's why you don't want to smack it with a nine hundred and thirty dollar gun. Right exactly. <laughs> but you see a lot of modern SWAT teams now. When I got out many years ago, that we were we were just starting to learn that and get into do explosive breaches anyway. Mm-hmm. A lot of them yeah. starting to do that anyway. Do so you just either you blow the door out? Or use shape charges and make a new door on the side of the house. You know, just make the door wherever you want it. Yeah, it's a lot easier. Because <laughs> it's funner. Yeah, it's a lot more fun. It's a lot more fun. All right, so let me jump to this canic thing real quick um, and see if you've ever seen this. Because I know you, you guys cleaning guns for a living. You, you had to have seen a, a bunch of different crap. So I ordered some ammo online from an online vendor that I'd never done business with before. But, you know, kind of doing the cross-section thing. Um, I got it. 250 rounds of it the at 2300 rounds i completely disassembled the glock completely disassembled the canic cleaned them as well as i could um should have brought them to you but i was busy uh but i cleaned them as you know i cleaned them all up put them all back together 
went back this ammo again first time shooting never done business the 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 can it got to about the third i think it's third magazine fourth magazine i don't recall but went about five or six shots through it and it jammed and i thought okay it's reloads it happens so i cleared it went again jammed again same thing so i put the canic aside and i thought well okay we've reached the we've reached the failure point of this thing i figured you know it's going to be an extractor problem it's going to be something bent something's messed up although i did just inspect it visually and cleaned it and everything was good um and I, I put 100 rounds through the Glock, and the Glock didn't have an issue with that same ammo from that same place, same day, same range, same time. I mean, just literally out of the bag in the Glock, boom, 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 100 rounds, no problem. So I immediately went home. I took the canic apart because I'm thinking I'm going to see something broken here. I'm going to see something bent. I'm going to see something damaged. Something is going on here. Nothing. But what I did find in there was this gummy, varnish, pasty, nasty. I mean, it was... There was a lot of it in there. It had built up very, very quickly. Uh, it was also in the Glock. It just wasn't as prevalent in the Glock as it was in the Canic, although I shot more rounds through the Glock than I did through the Canic. Uh, but the only thing I can that I've speculated is that it's sort of a – and just the way the Canic is designed, I mean, it's physically designed differently from the Glock. Glock is a different – this slide is shaped differently, obviously. There's a bunch of different things. I mean, they're not – they're not, they're, I mean, they're both striker-fired polymer frame, but beyond that, they that's it. They don't really share any similarities. So for whatever reason, the Canik, uh, that that nastiness, and I can only – I had um, uh, I had a guy in here that uh, runs a gun range here in Friendswood, uh, Matt Fleming from Best Shot Range, and he said that uh, – he said, yeah, that, that sometimes when you, you get uh, surplus – or not surplus ammo, but reload ammo – Depending on where these guys got their powder from, you don't know how old that powder might be, you know. And yeah. uh, I've sent this company a couple of emails to see if they uh, they want to respond to their their crappy ammo that they sent me. But uh, before I throw them under the bus and, and start talking smack about them on the on the air, but uh, uh, but have you ever seen anything like that? Have you ever seen just a just a like a varnish? I, I know with steel case ammo, like the lacquer coated ammo, will cause issues um no doubt about that but this was brass ammo Hmm. yeah i know just carbon buildups all you ever see i've never seen anything really like that yeah i mean this was where you you know on the inside of the slide you could run your finger over it and it was it Hmm. had a greasy oily component to it it was the the weirdest sure that you weren't using a certain unnamed green lube in there Maybe an amphibious lube? Yeah. Okay. I'm just <laughs> No, uh no I was not As a matter of fact, no. Uh I was using um I was using your stuff. Then it should have worked flawlessly. It should have. Mm. And it had up to that point. <laughs> no, I really um I mean it it what didn't make it in in the reason that I, I kinda pin it back on the pound, I covered this in last week's show is so I had that problem, you know, took it back home, cleaned them all up again, and I used I've been using the same lube, the same cleaner, the same process, same brushes on the same bench. I've tried to keep everything as consistent as I possibly can. So I had 500 rounds that I went through from a different vendor for the ammo, and both guns ran flawlessly. No problem. So the only common denominator I have with that that, ammo is that ammo. So it's got to be the ammo. Like I said, I don't know. But you don't know how that goes. Especially saying shotguns. You'll see how shotguns are bad about that. Yeah. There'll be a certain brand of ammo that a certain shotgun just won't cycle. Right. It just doesn't work for whatever reason. Yeah, that's a, that's a weird thing. That's a weird thing. Uh, 
What the hell was I going to say? <laughs> we start talking about something else. And you haven't even finished one drink of. <laughs> no, I haven't. I'm, I'm getting close to it. It's I'm that close potent. To, yeah, <laughs> He's already lost. America bourbon's that good. <laughs> uh, what the no? I was going to ask you something. I forget what it was. Um, so the gun cleaners, if. Um, if somebody wants to come over, somebody wants to see, what are the locations here uh, in and around Houston? Well, we have one in the Deer Park area. He's currently between locations. He's trying to relocate, and he's currently working out of his garage. He's trying to get a different store. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that went into that. Um, but it's all on our website. You can go to guncleaners.com. All of our stores are on there. A little bio about each owner, about each store is there. tells you where they're at, phone numbers, how to get a hold of them. Right now, the Deer Park store is doing by appointment only. you got to call first, mm-hmm. and he'll arrange it to get you in. The other store is at um, I-10 and Wirt Road. That's my business partner, Jameson Smith, who's the other owner of the gun cleaners. That's his store. And then my store that I operate in Tomball, on Snook Lane in Tomball. Call either one of us um, or just show up. I tell a lot of people lately because we're doing a lot more of this kind of stuff mm-hmm. to please call ahead. Yeah. Because yeah, you I'm never know. trying to get out more and do a little bit more promoting of us. So, right, right, right. And pretty soon, if you don't mind, I throw in real quick, pretty soon people keep back, keep tracking back with our website. We're going to have our lube available for sale online. We're yeah. working on that right now. Yeah, and and I'll be as aside, I'm not saying this just because because uh, uh, Rod's in here on the show, but but um, I, they he was he was kind enough to spot me um, a, a case of this lube, and I've used it on customers' guns. I've used it on my own guns, and it – it's good stuff. It's good stuff. And being, you know, uh, being a federal firearms license holder and being in the gun business for a number of years, I've seen a lot of different lubes, you know, a lot of different stuff. Stuff will come out and people rant and rave about it. And, uh, you know, you see a lot of ads in magazines and, and, and stuff like that. And people kind of buy it because it's sort of the name is out there. Um, and, you know, it's difficult. A lot of people get stuck in one brand, get stuck in rubber. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this stuff is good. It, it even smells different. It's just, it's just a high, the guy, the chemist that created it for us is a bird hunter, avid bird hunter. And that's what he, he took in his head all the deficiencies through his whole life he's had with petroleum based lubes mm-hmm. and decided he was going to counter every single one of them. Made a list and he went and created something for us that took care of every deficiency he had ever dealt with. And he calls it the super lube. We haven't quite got that bold, but when he talks about it, it's the super lube. <laughs> Yeah, and what struck me is, you know, you 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 get a lot of these lubes, the other lubes on the market, and they they're just really really slick. And I know that and as soon as I say that, people are going, "Well, you want a lube to be slick because you're trying to, uh, you know, you're trying to reduce friction," and that's true. But there's more to it than that. You know, does it does it stay where it's supposed to stay? Um, is it going to contribute to contamination? Um, is it to, easy to clean off? Is it going to cause buildup? Is it going to stop moisture penetration and, and, and moisture contact? You know, how – because all of that has to do – all of that, all those are components to the long-term functionality and the accuracy of your gun. And if your gun doesn't work, well, it's not very, not very good. You know, you don't want to – you don't want to cause any problems. You pick up a gun. Yeah. And you want it to. You want to shoot. You gotta. You gotta keep it in shape. All right. We got to take a break. And Rod Gates and Nick Sterling are in the studio with us here. Bullet points, Second Amendment talk, and more on Vinyl Draft Radio. Stay with us. We'll be right back. This is Bullet Points. 
on Vinyl Draft Radio. Keith here from Papa John's. And the king of the Texas Renaissance Festival. And if you want to go to the festival, all you got to do is go buy any Papa John's pizza. Buy an adult ticket and you'll get a kid's ticket for free. You can even get it online. We'll see you at the festival. Papa John's Houston. Huzzah. Coastal Shade Company is the Houston and Gulf Coast leader in outdoor shade coverings. From palapas to pergolas, pavilions, and more. Looking for an outdoor kitchen or fireplace? Contact us today at 832-917-7672 or visit us online at coastalshadeco.com. We the people have a right to superior cocktails and Preamble Lounge and Craft House would like to welcome you to a new cocktail revolution. Our speakeasy-inspired lounge offers signature craft cocktails in an intimate setting. With a wide selection of high-end spirits, infusions, barrel-aged beverages and cocktails, there is something for every budget. Preamble is located at 20801 Gulf Freeway in Webster and open Monday through Saturday from 4 p.m. to 2 a.m. Preamble Lounge and Craft House, a new cocktail revolution. Evolution. Bold, informative, and thankful for the Second Amendment. This is Bullet Points on Vinyl Draft Radio. Hey, welcome back to Bullet Points, Second Amendment Talk, and more on Vinyl Draft Radio. Rod Gates and Nick Sterling live in the studio with us today. And uh, Rod was telling us a little bit about the gun cleaners, and, and we were talking about the the lube. Yes, the lube, not just any lube, the it's lube. But that's the actually lube. the name of it, and which is which is pretty clever. I like it. I like it. But in all seriousness, um, and you guys, uh, it's important to have a good lube. And I, there's a lot of companies that spend a lot of money on advertising, and they just you know, but the you don't want what's popular. You want what's wor- what works, and sometimes. Um, you know, we're all a little bit guilty of it in the gun industry because we have a lot of brand loyalty. You know, you, your buddy says, oh, well, I use, you know, I use Billy Bob's, you know, revolver lube and it works great. Been using it for 52 <laughs> years. Ain't never. OK, that's great. But no, uh, seriously, no, this is good stuff. It, it's not crazy expensive. Um, yeah, it's it's not. I, I really can't think of a lot of lubes are very similar. Like A lot of people kind of put the I don't want to say it's the same lube, but it's sort of the same kind of Teflon-esque formula, you know, uh, in a in a bottle with a small little needle squirter, and, and it's everywhere. Uh, and it's nice and slick when it goes on, and you think, man, yeah, this stuff, I get a little bit on my fingers. And it's, but, but again, that's not all there is to it. There's a lot more to it than that. And I think that's um, something you guys need to take into consideration. Another thing I'll tell you that, uh, uh, you know, talking to Rod, uh, hunting season's coming up. It's a big time of year for everybody. So we all, you know, everybody that likes to hunt, I'll got to get ready, and uh, you, know, you guys are you guys are out there, kind of kind of prepping for uh, for deer season in the not too distant future. That's coming up here in Texas, and uh, and you got to make sure your all your equipment's ready. You got to make sure the feeders are working, stands are put together, four wheelers are running right. You got everything gassed up, ready to go. You got you got everything right, and part of that is uh, let's, let's go get the rifle sighted in. But uh, you know, before you do that. Take them to the gun cleaners. Take them to the gun cleaners. Let them take them apart. Let them clean them. Get them lube. Get them ready to rock and roll. And get them set for the season so you can Mm -hmm. get out there. uh, Because, you know, as you guys say, a clean gun is an accurate gun. I was just going to say that. that is right. You know what? And that is 100% true. It is. That's why it's our tagline. Right. That is 100% true. And I can tell you that uh, going back to the Glock and Canik thing, uh, you know, it's not super scientific, but I'm making notes to go. I've got a little Glock and Canic journal. And, yeah, as these guns get dirtier, um, they lose a little bit of 
a little bit of accuracy, a little bit of inconsistency. Uh, and I think, uh, again, I'll say, I, you guys don't realize how dirty your guns are. You don't. You might think they're clean because you take mm-hmm. them apart and you bore brush and you spend 45 minutes cleaning off a gun. But without the ultrasonic cleaner, without a complete disassembly, and without uh, a, a complete relube process of every piece of the gun, you just can't do it like the gun cleaners can do it. You just can't. Well, ask anybody who shoots long range. For That really shows it. They'll tell you mm-hmm. a good lube and a clean gun is important. Yeah. These guys that shoot a long ways out there. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And you know, a lot of hunters, you're not, you're not shooting 100 yards. I mean, you're you're getting out there. And I mean, you're talking about guys that are that are six, you know, some 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 Charlie, some uh, some some Charlie, some Charlie Mike Precision type guys. And uh, uh, the guys are getting way, way the heck Mm -hmm. out there. I mean, just mind-boggling distances. The first thing they teach in the military too, especially when you go in sniper school, is teach you how to clean the damn thing. Yeah. You, yeah, it's the first thing you do. They don't even let you on a range, so you can clean that thing inside and out, take it apart. It's yeah, the most important part. Charlie, Charlie's shooting over 5,000 yards. It's important yeah. to have a clean gun. Yeah, a little bit. And a mullet. <laughs> and a mullet. Yeah, you got to have the mullet, too. You got to have the mullet? I didn't remember. I, I, you know, I can tell you where to get your gun clean. I can't tell you where to get a mullet at. I guess you're on your own for that. I think you get, apparently you get issued that in Seal Sniper Trank, according <laughs> <Yes>. to Charlie. <laughs> man. <laughs> oh, man. We're... Where's Charlie about now? You know, we should have called Charlie before we, uh, yeah, we got here. We should have called Charlie. He's actually out of town. I mm-hmm. When is he not out of town? Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll say something about the gun cleaners, too, is you do get those people, and I'm the same way. Everyone's the same way. We're all creatures of habit, where this is what Daddy used, what I use, that we've been using this for years. And it's tough to switch over and do use new things, especially hunt season comes around. You want to use the same old thing that you always, you're comfortable with it. But you can stand behind not just companies but people and someone like Rod with his experience as SWAT officer and guys like Charlie, you know, trains some famous SEAL snipers and makes the longest shots in the world coming up. I mean, if guys like that are behind it, it's something that you should be comfortable switching over to if you use something else right now. Yeah, because those stand guys— Stand behind the experience. Yeah, absolutely, because those guys are doing it as a real-world exercise, mm-hmm. not as an ad. Exactly. Not as an ad. Um, I was complaining, speaking of ads and, and complaining about stuff like that, just as an abstract. Um, Six Hour has the M400 tread. So it's an M, M400 is what they call their sort of M4, their 16-inch carbine, yeah. that kind of standard issue thing. <clears throat> so they came up with a tread model. They just took the Gaston flag snake and smacked it on the side of it and, and, and tried to sell it like that. But the gun, gun didn't really didn't change. I mean, there's some rail options and whatnot, but that kind of – I mean, and I get it. I get it. It's marketing. It's marketing, and there's a lot of that. But, but, I mean, we're not wearing. This isn't t-shirts. We're not buying t-shirts. We're not buying. Mm-hmm. We're not buying hats. I mean, this is. If you're gonna shoot, um, even guys that do it just recreationally, you want your gun to be accurate. You want your gun to function. You want your gun to have longevity. And that's a very good point. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, guys like Charlie. It, you know, getting engaged in this stuff and, and getting behind this stuff and believing in this stuff. I mean, there's something to it. You know, a guy that uh, that is a, a been a, a SEAL for 25 years, mm-hmm. right? 25 years, sniper, instructor, world record holder. Yeah. Um, I mean, he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't pick the. <laughs> You know, yeah. he does. He does just randomly pick a, a product on the market and go, "Yeah, well, this, this is all right." If, yeah. Let me, me throw something out there. Charlie doesn't currently use our stuff on his guns, but he does support our company and support mm-hmm. our lube. He uses another lube, which is a very high quality lube, and I know mm-hmm. those people too. Mm-hmm. And it's it's the same concept as our lube. They're yeah. they're the same thing. 
And he uses what he uses, what he supports. You should always kind of guys who do that. If somebody nails a world record holder, he's shooting 5,000, 6,000 yards. Go see what he uses, what he supports, the things you do. And I say just do that. Because if you're a hunter and you're only trying to reach 1, 175, I'd say you try to use what that guy's doing. You'll probably nail it every time, too. <laughs> yeah. you probably, you'll probably be good. You'll probably be good. <laughs> Well, uh, Nick, let's get to you, man. Um, yeah. you've been you've been hanging out with us, and uh, I know you're a musician. Uh, mm-hmm. Served in the army for a while, and, sir. And again, we appreciate that. So, tell people, you know, what what inspired you to to get into music? You know, I had uh, and before you answer, I had uh, uh, I had Shannon Book on the show. Not to, I guess it's been about four. Five months ago, I know Shannon. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. Shannon. Mm-hmm. He's a good dude. Yeah, he's out of Austin too. Yeah, so uh, so Doc came in here and, yeah. and and did some stuff for us, and uh, he's a good guy, mm-hmm. and he's yes, his music is is from the heart for sure. Yeah, it absolutely should be. I think that's one thing that separates. Uh, I mean, some more than others, but a lot of us, like Shannon and the guys, we really pull our experiences into this because that's one thing that comes with songwriting that I learned is people, your fans, you'll get fans and you'll get people listening to you based on your your integrity and your songs, your authenticity. So, you know, I'm not, I have no idea what it's like to sing about, uh, you know, the pickups, back rows, things. I grew up in Hawaii. I live in Texas now. You know, I don't have that, so I'm not going to be that kind of country singer. You right. pull from your experiences, from your where you're from. And so Shannon does the same thing, and that's what I'm trying to do. And I think a lot of, especially veteran artists, are pretty good at that because, you know, we're pretty in tune with who we are as individuals after some of the things we experience and getting out of the military. It's pre- it's a little easier for us to put it out on paper of who we really are because we're proud of who we are and everything that we have. Yeah, most definitely. And I think there is a, um, for me anyway, at least from my perception, uh, I'm not a musician, but um, there are, you you always hear the term, uh, somebody went commercial or they, you know, that, that kind of thing. And, and you, and they're making songs just for the sake of making songs. Mm-hmm. And that is a different style of music than I see yeah. versus, you know, someone like you or someone like Shannon that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's hidden from the heart. Like you said, that's drawing on real world experience, something yeah. that, that's emotional. And, you know, if you've ever seen, and there are some commercial artists that, that, that still sort of have this, they will mm-hmm. write a song about an experience or about a person yeah. or about a time in their life. And you can tell when these people mm-hmm. do these songs, when they perform these songs, that, that there is an emotional component to it. There, there's an attachment yeah. to it. It's not a, it's not a cookie cutter, stamped mm-hmm. out, you know, catchy chorus type you know, song. which is which is kind of a lot of what the mainstream is, and you know, I could do a whole hour on the truth and the misconceptions on that too of all that. But it is you can tell even the big artists, the ones that they wrote that they care about, as opposed to the ones that are a group of songwriters got together and wrote for them for number ones. And there's a difference in that. And you can see the difference, and that's yeah. the thing. If people, if you care about what you're doing, people will respond to that yeah, because th- they can see the emotion in it, and that's always important. Absolutely, yeah, hundred percent. I. Uh, I frequent the uh, the Redneck Country Club quite a bit. Yep, they have some good people on there. there. Some good Texas some, tour and independent oh, bands. Yeah, mm-hmm. there are some people that you've never heard of, and right. you probably wouldn't unless you went out there. And I would tell you something: some of the guys are outstanding. The biggest thing about Texas and our scene is we love because no one's ever heard of anyone near anyone in Texas, but they're all outstanding. And yep. their biggest thing is we we 
separate ourselves from the mainstream country is because we write our own songs. Yep. You know, Nashville is mainly co-writes, a lot of songwriters get together. Some of them still do, and we know who they are, and they're doing great things, but that's our big thing and why we're fine with it, because we enjoy writing our own songs, because our fan base is loyal to the fact that we're we write our own songs and they love our authenticity and our lyrics. Yeah, if a guy doesn't have a little bit of dirt under his fingernails and doesn't have another full-time yeah. job, I really don't. That's right. And <laughs> really the majority of us, we all work full-time. I mean, I'm blessed to be able to do this full-time now, but, I mean, that wasn't how it always was, and that isn't right. how it always is for a lot of guys. But that, You know, I think if you look at, um, you know, stretching back a little bit, if you look at some of the uh, – some of the true country artists, mm-hmm. you know, from, you know, not the commercial stuff that's out these days because it's just pop with a twang. It's not yeah. country. Country, in my mind, country's dead. Um, mm-hmm. It just it doesn't. The, the real, the old the country, real, the old real school, storyteller yes, country. Yes, the real storytellers, mm-hmm. the real hard experience guys, you know, um, uh, the the Hank Williams, the Johnny Cash, mm-hmm. the, I mean, you can go on and on the and sadness. on. The sadness. I mean, right. country there, music was a sad pull right, from that, deep emotional And that's place. just it. And that's exactly what we were talking about earlier mm-hmm. is these guys that, that do that and get into that and that really – you can tell that 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 song is written from uh, from a deep place, from an important place, mm-hmm. from an influential place yeah. in their life, and I think that's uh, that's the difference between you know what we heard twenty years ago mm-hmm. and the, this crap that we hear now. Yeah. And that's just what it is. My and my wife listens to to pop country, and yeah. uh, and mean, every time I get in the car with her and got to go somewhere, I'm like. Oh, yeah, make it stop. And make I will stop. say this: we've talked about it when it comes to mainstream country stuff. Is I don't fault any of those guys, all those Luke Bryan stuff, because you know what? They were doing a business, and they are doing it well. They're making money, and they're oh, yeah, living it. No... So we, I'm just doing it my own way, and uh, no question. I'm profitable enough. I'm not ever going to be that big and have a mansion or anything, but I'm profitable enough, and you know, just they want to do it that way, have at it. I'm just going to go and take my own route and. Play for, I'm going to keep on playing the dives and the dance halls here in Texas and be just fine with it. <laughs> yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that because, you know, guys like you, I mean, we, we go out and see uh, people like yourself, you know, again, like at the RCC, mm-hmm. yeah. you see these artists that you normally would not get exposed to and you get to see them in an up-close, intimate, live venue like that. Yeah, is exactly. just It's just, it's a, it's a different experience, different experience mm-hmm. altogether. You'll mm-hmm. never see a Luke Bryan CD in my truck, but you will see a Nick Sterling one. Yeah, yep, there you go. Sure. There you go. There you go. Yeah, Luke, <laughs> I've heard of that guy. No, honestly, I can't. I can't because I, I, I'm just so far away from from mm-hmm. modern country, and a lot of people are. And I mean, it's a it, it's a science now. The songs that they develop, all the, they're all the same. Uh, when it comes down, they're all the same producers, the same sound engineers using these things, developing these beats. These same all the drums there aren't real drums. They're computer generator jump so it's the same so that when you hear it on the radio it sounds the same as another song but in your head you don't realize it so it just becomes comfortable familiar so you just keep the radio on these same songs over and over again that's how they get number ones and yeah you know what straight from the national treasure right there so when i say next time i'm in the car riding around with my kids Uh and my wife and i say damn all this music sounds exactly the same you heard it nick said it because it is the same because it is exactly the same right it has no it has it has Mm -hmm. no depth at all now speaking of music um you know we uh we we promised a song or two we we were the this segment we're about to close out but okay but coming to the other side yeah. um i'm gonna give nick a, a chance to do what he does best and uh you guys are gonna uh, you guys want to stick around for this yeah gotcha. you guys want to stick around for this so oh it is yeah. what hold on are you sure yeah. <sighs> <laughs> well, keep it live. Go ahead, jam 
Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's keep it rolling. All no, right. Hey, my, hey, my mistake. I thought we had one more segment. Real Good thing I'm not a quarterback. Man, geez. We'll be, we'll be on to this. Uh, I thought we had one more segment. I apologize. Real quick. All right. So, hey, everybody. This is my new stuff. Then. It's going uh, to be a little different with it. So, Nick, before you uh, before you get started on that, if yeah. people want to find you, if people want to find your music, if people want to buy your music, if people want to get more Nick Sterling, where do they go? Yeah, head to uh, NickSterlingMusic.com. Uh, I'm on Spotify, Nick Sterling. Uh Facebook, Instagram, Nick Sterling Music. Uh, my album's on iTunes, Amazon, and all the proceeds of that are going to Lone Survivor Foundation based out of here in Houston as well. Uh, we work heavily with them. Uh, yeah, go check me out and find me. And there is another Nick Sterling out of Arizona who is a hairband metal guitarist kid, uh, old <laughs> savant. So I've, ha- I've been battling him on Google for a while on taking the top spot because we have the exact same first, middle, and last Man. name. So but, if, it, if you hear my music, then you see that phrase, that guy, and he's like, that doesn't look the same. It's probably not. Nothing, well, just Keep remember, this, find me. <laughs> this is the national treasure, Nick Sterling. Don't be, don't confuse him yeah. with anybody else. So hey, listen, everybody. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Nick's gonna play us out. Rod at the Gun Cleaners, Rod Gates at the Gun Cleaners. You check him out at theguncleaners.com. And uh, Nick Sterling, check him out. And uh, Nick's a good guy. Rod's a good guy. And both these guys get something fantastic to offer. So I hope you'll uh, follow up with them and uh, and check in with these guys. Uh, Nick Sterling, take us out. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Taking this day by day, waiting for the rain to come. This whole damn place is burning, we ain't gonna save everyone. All of this time, I wonder, Patty's suffering times. I came to one conclusion, not everyone's meant to fly. On the moves, gypsies everywhere we go. Stabby in the back if they could. The man that stands up on the hill, high above the flames. Take it for all you're worth. Welcome to the war games. in the drain pipe clearing my lungs of the smoke every line I write are just words of a dying hope ain't no one coming to save us give up that life long ago better grab a raft and a paddle it's too late to learn how to flow
right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Not be infringed. Bullet points on Vinyl Draft Radio.